1: For Montana's only daily sports talk show, is Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football!
2: We got the headphones plugged in. We got at least 14 types of beverages. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome in. What is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Hope you're feeling... Fine and dandy, there's a lot of stuff going around Missoula My man Rajim Seabrook, which by the way is back in the studio with us What up? Happy to have him here Uh, He's drinking a little cold buster More of a maintenance cold buster though Than he uh, is having a necessity cold buster But he's also got his triple shot iced Americano Or actually a hot one today from Florence Coffee I got my Lotus Uh, (coughs) we, uh, We got it all ready for you So happy Friday, hope you're doing all right. There's a lot of stuff going around Missoula So hopefully you're not feeling too cruddy Our, you know, the gal who does everything for us, our front desk gal, she's out with uh, some sort of sickness too. So I didn't even get my printed outline. I just got it right here on my computer. But either way, uh, we don't even need an outline when it's a Friday in Russia. Outlines?
1: We don't need no (laughs) stinking
2: outlines. Something to get to today. Uh, We will talk all around the big sky uh, in men's and women's basketball. Uh, I venture to say. The best performance I've seen the Lady Grizz have so far this season. Last night in Missoula, it was a big win over Sacramento State. You might say, Sac State? Really? Well, Sac State was in first place coming into the game last night. uh, Seven games into Big Sky Conference play, and it was a a good game plan. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, Also, though, on the other side of the coin, a terrible effort by the Montana men in Sacramento at Sac State. The Grizz, completely absent offensively, only six points in the last 16 and a half minutes. That just can't happen and uh, it's a continuation of a a trend. I mean, Montana men's basketball was the cream of the crop here in Missoula for a long time, uh, particularly in recent years, and uh, they're just not there right now, so we'll get into all the factors that go into that. Mm -hmm. We also have our Garden City Spotlight, highlighting some of the best of the best from around this here, the Garden City, which is uh, our main radio audience, although maybe you're watching on SWX Montana Television, maybe you're uh, cruising on the ESPN MT app. No matter how you're tuning in, Appreciate you for being here, Uh, but we'll get through some of the best storylines in the Garden City right now, and then hour number two, we shift from the local landscape all the way to the national landscape. It's Championship Sunday. We got a couple great games coming up. I can't wait for it. We will break down uh, both matchups in the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship, and maybe even talk about some of the teams that were just one step short of that as well, including Rod James. New York Football Giants. Maybe talk a little bit about the Cowboys, but we'll try to keep it fresh in terms of what's uh, the teams that are still currently playing. Because all I'm hearing on ESPN Radio right now is nothing but when's Tom Brady going to retire? Where's Aaron Rodgers going? I'm like, Do these people realize that the championship games are on Sunday. Give me more about the Eagles. Give me more about the Niners. Give me more about the Bengals. I don't want to hear about Aaron Rodgers.
1: Stuck with the specters of the past.
2: That's right. That that is exactly what it is, though. Uh, just sort of dwelling on. The superstars, but maybe we'll talk a little bit about that uh, as well. But we'll, a full, jam packed hour number two of all things NFL. We got about 15 minutes with Brooks Nuanas that we recorded earlier this week, some of the best uh, in the betting world. What do what we like in terms of the numbers this weekend? And then we'll also just analyze.
1: Uh, all the games. So that's can I hang mean. with you, man? Because you like betting is like, you gotta have money to bet. So you should let me borrow like <laughs> seven or eight dollars so I can See, make a bet on something. Here's the thing though,
2: you don't have to have money to bet.
1: School me, brother. So all you gotta do is just win the bets. Well, let me use your money and I'll win some bets. I just
2: keep putting the same hundred dollars in the machine over and over and over again. Okay, so that's just how it goes. I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 not like winning crazy money. I'm up like three ten on the year, but three ten is more than. The money I had before I started doing it. So
1: that's 310 more than I had. Can I borrow 307?
2: <laughs> Gotta love it. To show outlook look presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official Realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have. Give Brent and his team a call today. You want to stream the show? You always can on the ESPN MT app, or you can always uh, visit our station website, 1029espn.com. Click on listen live, you'll find the stream. And if you want to be a part of it, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangers Players RV phone line. Almost always, every Wednesday for the in the history of time, a.k.a. the last 10 years, we've given you free wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. This Wednesday, our show format was different than it almost ever is. I totally forgot to give you guys wings on Wednesday. Give them to me. <laughs> so I'm got, here and present. We got wings for you, and we probably got some wings for Rajiv as well. All right, my but, man. I uh, appreciate the Despo for their continued support of us here. Also, it's a uh, Friday, Sunday. I mean, That's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. I got my Lotus. Raj has got his triple shot. Let's americano, go. And uh, all things are good in the world. What's what's up, man? You haven't
1: been here in a little while. How you been doing? Busy, man. You know, it's the... Uh We've missed a couple of Fridays because of the holidays and then New Year hit and really uh, preoccupied with the MLK, annual MLK celebration uh, here in Missoula and then just grinding on a, on a, the, the social, cultural, civic, political arenas and yeah. just really getting involved in uh, a lot of those things and, and um, part of Midtown development and all of these things and just... Um, really pining to keep missoula missoula and by proxy keep montana montana and uh yeah just all the things man dadding mentoring yeah. you know listening to you when i can totally. um and just uh i don't know just about to enter my last year my 40s got a birthday two weeks to the day so just all the things man a lot of a lot of life a lot of change a lot of reflection a lot of introspect but most of all, just life and, and and the privilege to have one. So life is life is good right now.
2: How was the uh, the MLK Day celebration down there at Saint Anthony's Church? Apologies, I couldn't make it. I was feeling a bit under the weather, but I, I heard good things. I've actually talked to several people that attended, and they thought it was awesome.
1: It was awesome. It was the first time in two years since you know since COVID that we sure. went live with it. It was on. Yeah. It's been on, you know, online for the last couple of years. We had over uh, between. Um, people present online and then for our community meal afterwards it was over 400 people so it was beautiful and it was a great you know lots of tears and hugs and just head shaking and why is the world this way and just you know just Authentic community engagement and people like engaging each other and not using the misinformation from media outlets to kind of help shape form and, uh, and and give breath to choices, actions and behavior. So it was it was a great night. Uh, Murray Pierce, you know, old school Grizz from the late 60s, early 70s, who's own his own catering company provided a, an am- you would have loved the food like oh, there man. were there were about yeah. six people as i'm eating um as i was eating the food i was like they would if you were here like the food was enough to entice you to engage in these great conversations so the community was there in full effect the uh saint anthony staff the whole parish i love that church part of my uh, my son's school community uh it was it was just great um And then today we kind of had our feedback session about it, and um, the one thing I did note was the amount of new people who moved to Missoula, uh, who came out to engage in community. So that was a really interesting conversation. They moved here when you know, as pandemic, as the pandemic uh, was really growing, and it was just cool to engage with a lot of new families and a lot of new community members that. Um, aren't from here originally. So that was really cool.
2: And you guys had a film at the Roxy this last week too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Judas and
2: the Black Messiah, which is a phenomenal film. If you haven't seen it, it's not only is it very educational, it's also just really well done. I mean, it's a really entertaining movie. It's a yeah. true story. It's a true well. story. The acting's crazy. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, but it's the story of Fred Hampton. And, and I had not known anything about
1: Fred Hampton before I saw this film. <laughs> and there's a reason why. But that's another... uh, No, there's definitely a reason why. And then all of a
2: sudden I'm sitting here reading the internet for like three hours about this guy, I'm like, this is crazy, man. Yeah,
1: especially for how young he was uh, totally. when he was assassinated. So, um, yeah, it was a great film. Uh, uh, Daniel actually won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for yeah. this movie. Um, really, like, positively critically acclaimed movie, award winning, and the story, the screenplay, and co-producer of the film was one of my childhood friends that uh, came out and spoke well, to his cool. film. We had a panel discussion. Sold, sold, the event sold out. Uh, just an amazing night and again just authentic engagement where people are talking to each other that that you know it it debunks the negativity or the questioning or the ad-libbing from you know people's influences from outside of their own you know authentic engagements and i'm reiterating that word on purpose totally just to to to, to you know hammer home a point so uh it was a great night great community events like missoula is just a wonderful place to be and um, it just shows you that when you do things differently, I don't want to say better because that indicates someone's doing something sure. worse, just doing things differently and engaging people um, where they want to be met. And that's, and you know, it, w- it was it was great. And I'm sad you missed that one too. You would have loved it. The, I know. You and Will uh, Burson have very similar minds. And uh, I was hoping that you guys would have, uh, you know, engaged in the Vulcan mind meld.
2: Well, we'll keep doing it. Uh, Roger, you're yes, in studio, studio with us here on uh, is Now. I just started reading this new book called Flow. It, it, the, the, I've only like 10 pages in, but the first couple pages are all about the concept of happiness and how no matter what society you could possibly study from thousands of years ago to hundreds of years ago to 25 years ago to now, the only thing that has been the centerpiece of society has been the quest for happiness Mm -hmm. and it's all about exactly what you're talking about though how man's quest for happiness if you're only ever chasing your goals or only ever chasing your own satisfaction if you can't live in the moment and you can't share it with others through discourse like you're talking about Mm -hmm. happiness will elude you forever and so that's, that's awesome that uh because I think that's the thing. We think that if all we do is work and we buy the sweetest house and the sweetest car and the sweetest whatever, we go to Hawaii, we go to where, whatever, mm-hmm. that we'll be happy. That's not true.
1: No, it's when not. When we're
2: happy is when we sit down and look at each other and eat food and talk to each other. Totally. That's, yeah. what, that's what true happiness is. Well, well
1: I'll, I'll you know, expound upon that further, and then folks promise we'll get back to sports. No, nah, um, I don't really want to. <laughs> um, I always ask people... What do you do for fun and what do you do for fulfillment? Mm, good one. Right? Yeah. Because that, when you have both, that's what equates to happiness. Like, there are things that are fun that aren't necessarily fulfilling. And sometimes sure. I'm fulfilled with things that aren't necessarily theoretically fun. Uh, totally. Right? A so A lot
2: of times the things that are the most fulfilling are not fun.
1: Yeah, like reading books. Like, totally. I, I totally get fulfilled. Not the most fun activity, sure. but it's very fulfilling. And I think that that's how I've in the last couple of like the last year and a half in particular have tried to find my happiness is try to do something that's fun and makes me feel good, but try to do something that's fulfilling to like make me feel like I am worthy, I do belong, I do have something like all these things. And when you're fulfilled and you're having fun, man, the sky's the limit.
2: Hundred percent. I uh, I found some flow today. Uh, this is a, this is a great re-debut for me. I. It, Actually, I actually haven't really talked about this much on the show in the past. I, When I lived in Bozeman, I worked at the Ridge Athletic Club, which is one of the um, most well-attended and, and uh, sort of premier, premier fitness that's the word facilities I yeah. in the state, for sure. I mean, I was working at the front desk helping with memberships and stuff like that and guest services and all that. But, I mean, one point, we they had like 12,000 members. It's crazy. But it's also one of the best noon ball runs you can find anywhere in the state. It's awesome. So I used to hoop every single day. So I hooped every day for all through college. All through my twenties, and then all through my time in Bozeman. Then when I got to Missoula, I had a little falling out the noon ball uh, game that I was in. That's a different story for a different day.
1: I, <laughs> I also, have a couple of those stories too. Yeah, my right,
2: right. Uh, but then I also busted up my knee. The point is, I hadn't played noon hoops until today. I got, I was just down at the Y trying to get a lift in. And all of a sudden, they're playing hoops. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. But talking about fulfillment, first of all, so humbling. I was just getting just destroyed. I was guarding some kid who was wearing a University of Great Falls shirt. I don't know if he's a college basketball player or not, but I'm not. <laughs> 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 at, at 35, I'm not. I, I might be able to D deep, deep up 10 years ago and not so much. So that was uh, humbling, but it was, it was fun uh, being back down there. So, uh, I'm just warning all of you out there that are listening. Maybe this is the beginning of me constantly talking about my basketball journey. I'm sorry in advance, but uh, let's talk about flow, though. I mean, that's such a great way of putting it, right? That's the thing I love about hoops is when you're running, that's the only thing you're thinking about Totally. You think about garden. You're not thinking about nothing. Not you're not thinking about what's for dinner. You're not thinking about work. You're not thinking about stress. You're not thinking about your debt. You're not thinking about anything. That's the best part about it.
1: Oh, I love it, man. I actually, that, I, this is a good. As my grandfather says, segway. But for everyone at home, <laughs> a segue into basketball. So, can I share an idea with you and everyone yeah, listening? Let's go. So. Everyone knows I'm a coach. I love sports. Former athletic director, on the show with Coulter and Missoula County. If you're listening, like listen in. So I sat down with my homegirl, Meg and, and one of her um really great employees and we we I pitched this idea. I love basketball and yeah. I love Streetball, not necessarily beat them up streetball, but I love going by parks and seeing people play totally. softball, basketball. Like our parks, you know, are used and in the last three years since COVID. I've been going to the parks more. Everything in this town is used, but our basketball courts, right? It's ridiculous. Our tennis courts are used, rugby pitches, soccer, softball, right? horseshoes even, right? Totally, pickleball. All the, all the pickleball, yeah. all the things. And I'm sitting here being like, okay, I'm out here. Why isn't someone using, especially at Playfair, these big, beautiful courts. So I come up with this idea. I do some research. I remember what I did growing up in New York, and I pitched this idea to Parks and Rec. So starting this year, hopefully, uh, every Wednesday for six weeks, either starting t- June 21st or June 28th, there'll be more to come after this. We're going to do a Wednesday night summer series. Nice. Right? So these courts are double wide, double length, where if you actually split them in half, it's eight courts. Right. We'll run it shotgun style, varying degrees Just of eight like age, half court, three on three. Except they're wide and long enough to do sure. four on four. Oh, cool. Nice. Right? So then you can get a roster of six as opposed to the traditional three on three roster of four. Sure. What this also does with the one day Wednesday night is is it puts it at the cooler time of the temps, but it opens up Midtown, Missoula again. It gets people back into the parks, bring out the grills, hook up the microphones. Let my man J. Jayton Simpson. I know. Hopefully he's listening. I was trying to bait <laughs> him today uh, to MC it or whoever. Sure, you, you, whatever. You can, we can have our mayor do it for 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 all I care. Yeah. But to have eight uh, to have uh, eight games run concurrently for three hours. So every twenty minutes, it's a it's eight new games going on. Let's go. And what it does is it some people don't even know about playfair. Right. Right? It brings people out. Like, get off your screens. The bachelorette for is sure. not so relevant <laughs> to what's going on. Like oh. get out and play. For and sure. what I'm hoping what I'm hoping is to get the financial fiscal aspect sponsors so that teams can just play for free. Totally. Right? And and once you're committed, you're in for six weeks. There's a championship at the end of it. All the things. Because access for some I have the sneakers, but I can't afford the entry fee. I have the entry fee, but I can't afford right. the shorts. Like that is the one thing that we all struggle with is if you don't have access, then you cannot participate. So, uh, making it, making it something different, making it something new, using the old structures and constructs that are already in place in Playfair and just bringing something new and, and, um, admits our changing demographics of, of Missoula, Montana. So. Um, There's more to come on that. I I know I already have some interest. I already know players are like, dude, sign me up, like four on four outside at night, like under the lights, let's roll. So, Missoula, it's coming. It's going to be something totally different. A lot of hoop heads in this town. And uh, thanks for the shameless plug, baby.
2: Oh, I love it. We got to squad up for sure. I mean, basketball is one of the great, pickup hoops is one of the best ways in the world to make friends. Totally. For sure. Like, I, 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 I made all my friends when I moved to Ellensburg, Washington, and in Bozeman from pick up hoops. Because mm. it, it, it just, you, hey, you play hoops? Cool. Let's play hoops. We'll be friends. But we have something to do together totally. all the time. That
1: and rec league softball. For sure.
2: Totally. Yeah, no doubt. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm going to ask you about Empower Montana in a minute, but first got to get yeah. to our Stockman Bank scoreboard. Uh, Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. they got... Three dozen-plus locations across the state of Montana. They are in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today. Well, first, on the women's side of the Big Sky Conference last night, here is your scores. Montana State overcomes a horrible first-half shooting. They only shot 24% in the first half. They were 1 of 12 in the second quarter, but then they shoot 50% in the second half. Cole Badbear leads the way. She has 15 of her 17 points after halftime against that Portland State zone. And the MSU women beat Portland State 64 52 in Bozeman. Idaho gets you off the schneid. They had lost six in a row. They beat Weber State 66 52. Weber has now lost 12 in a row. Eastern Washington's women, they're one of the hottest teams in the league. They beat Idaho State 71 58. That is Eastern's uh, fifth straight win, and they are now sitting at 6 3 in league play. And Idaho State, they've lost five straight for the first time since 2010. Mm. And then the game uh, that I we were at in Missoula, Montana, a really entertaining and a really gutsy 81-77 victory. They came back from down 14 late in the third quarter to get that victory. We'll come back to that game in just a minute because that was the one we were at last night. Stockman Bank scoreboard, Big Sky Conference men's side. The Bobcat men go on the road and beat Portland State 75-66. They did it with their stud point guard, Darius Brown, saddled with foul trouble. And with Jabril Bello, uh not available for the second half. For those that are wondering, they were asking about what happened to Bello. Bellow is the reigning Big Sky Conference MVP. He's one of the most physically intimidating players in the Big Sky Conference. 6'9", uh, 260-pound center. He ripped the... Little w- guy. Just a little dude. Just a little Just, a little, just a little guy. He ripped the webbing. In between his fingers, and he was like gushing blood. And so they were trying to get him stitched up and stop bleeding. And by the time they got it figured out, it, the game was almost over. So they were like, just sit out. So it's his non shooting hand. They expected it to get strapped or, or to get wrapped and stitched before he gets back uh, or uh, before their game against Sacramento State uh, on Saturday night. That's gross. It is gross for sure. But a big win for the Cats on the road 75 66. So MSU wins, uh, moves to 7 and 2 in Big Sky Conference play. Eastern Washington's men remain undefeated in Big Sky Conference play. They beat Idaho State 81-68. They are 9-0, best start in Eastern Washington history. History. In uh, men's hoop, so they are uh, definitely out in front of everybody. They're clear two games, everybody in the league, at the midpoint of the league race. Weaver State keeps pace. They beat Idaho 73-65. And then Montana lays a complete and utter egg. They lose 67-48 at Sac State. That in itself is a, uh, a disappointing result for the Grizz, but it was the way that it went down. They didn't score... They, they only scored six points in the last 16 minutes and 30 seconds. And... Uh they had a 12-minute drought where they had two points and no field goals. We're going to come back to what's ailing the Grizz. But I can't mean,
1: wait to – buddy, I'm ready to get on that corner on that milk box <laughs> and go to town on this it, preaching moment.
2: For sure. Uh, they're just they they're just offensively deficient, and they got to figure out how to right that ship. Uh, but back to the game we were at last night, it was a phenomenal game, and I thought that Brian Holsinger – Second-year Lady Grizz head coach, uh, they've had a lot of up and downs, and so maybe uh, here in year or two, maybe more up and downs than people expected considering the talent they have on the team, especially the, the veteran talent they have on the team, like Carmen G. Feller, Sammy Facken, and then a stud transfer like Gina Markson who was an All-Big Sky player in Idaho for a couple of years. Uh, but I thought that Holsinger and his staff particularly, and also the players for accepting it, they made wholesale changes coming out of the rivalry loss on Saturday. They changed their starting lineup. They two new starters in the starting lineup. They played a completely different defensive game plan. Uh, Isnel Nadebo for Sac State is one of the best centers in the league, and, and uh, she, I mean she's all of six five. They were uh, dead set on double and even triple teaming her, Kalasia Dean, who's one of the best penetrating point guards in the league. Uh, they did a great job of either sort of soft trapping her or, or cutting her off, and uh, they never let Sac State settle in, even though it was a back and forth game. Lady Grizz came out, they were leading 29-18 after the first quarter. Then Sac comes out towards 28 in the second quarter to take a halftime lead. The Lady Grizz were able to cut it to seven at the end of the third quarter. But then in the fourth quarter, they slap on a press and they dominated the game. And uh, I thought Dahlberg was electric last night. Best crowd, uh, for, uh not best non-rivalry crowd, I should say, uh, of this season so far. And, uh, I thought Montana showed a new way to win, and I thought it was a great bounce back for the Lady Grizz, especially coming off of two straight home losses, including one of the Cats. Uh, It was a had-to-have-it last night, I thought, for the Lady Grizz, but they got it done against a team that came to Missoula in first place.
1: It was a uh, masterful way of playing chess with a basketball team. And the adjustments that Coach made were, were needed and necessary. And what I like is uh, going back to when they played Montana Tech, actually, a couple of weeks ago. The way Coach is putting the pieces into place, it's the perfect time to kind of get, I like what you said, that wholesale exodus almost. Yeah. It's the gelling. It's the meshing. Yeah. Like, how do we play together? Because you got talent across the board. For sure. But how do you make it come together? And right now, his tinkering, if you will... Has been great, and it, it's paying it paying positive dividends.
2: Danny Barsh, who's uh, a young lady who's been on this show a couple times because she was such a great athlete during her high school days oh, in amazing. Helena, out uh, of Helena Capital, she has been sort of trying to find a role. She's a six foot two uh, jumping jack. They've been playing her on the wing, and offensively, it's sort of a weird fit. But last night, I thought she completely transformed what her role should be because when they put her in the starting lineup. Now she's guarding the 3-4 instead of guarding a backcourt player. But more importantly, she'd be the head of the snake on that press. Those long arms up that's in people's faces, that's an issue. And I thought it, I thought they showed a new way to win. I don't know if they'll do that considering the matchups with other squads. But I also thought it was a good move putting, uh, bringing Haley Hewitt and Keeley Burton Oliver off the bench. They're both great scorers. They both have sort of struggled with the stuff Brian Holsinger wants to do defensively, but that's okay if you're a reserve and all you got to go in is worry about getting a couple threes up or you know being a pick-and-pop big like Burton Oliver is, a little bit better of a role. And the other thing is that now here they are approaching the second half of the conference season. The two stud freshmen that Brian Holsinger brought in, Matt Koning and Libby Stump, those two young ladies, they can't wait any longer. They're two of the best players on the Lady Grizz in terms of talent and uh, they're playing like it right now. Uh, Andrew, I know you are high on uh, on Matt Koning, and uh, it's funny because early we were kind of like, okay, both these freshmen are a little bit lost. And then uh, midway through the, this first half of the conference here, we're like, oh, Stump stump, stump is the one. She's the one, and, and Koning is, is a ways away. And then all of a sudden Koning just like turned this page, and all of a sudden now she looks like, She's their they not just their point guard of the future. She's their point guard of right now.
3: Yeah, Coulter. It's the thing about young players' development is never linear, right? And it came together a lot earlier for Libby Stump because Libby Stump is just like. She's a single-minded scorer, so she right. is that thing that you can focus on when she comes into the game, like you're talking about with Burton, Oliver, and Howard. And she's got the one move—the pull-up—going to her left. She just <laughs> has utter confidence in that move, so if she, she could, could get come that in, shot whatever she wants. It's unbelievable. She could come in and get that going. Koenig looked lost in in just about every area of the game, but then she didn't start putting the pieces together. These last couple games, it's looked like it's, it's all come together for her at once. And that's just, you can never tell with freshmen, especially ones who are as talented as that. They can just look lost in their heads, not confident, still adjusting to the speed of the game. And then what I've seen in the last two games is it's just, she's putting all the pieces together at once instead of adding them one by one, as you would maybe expect from a young player.
2: Thank you, Andrew. is Now, ESPN Radio. Turning point for the Lady Grizz, certainly. uh, We'll see if they can capitalize on it with Portland State coming to town tomorrow. The Grizz men, they just got to figure it out. We're going to get back to that here in just a minute. The Cat men, uh, I thought, again, found another way to win. Without Darius Brown and Jabril Bello in, uh, they sort of rode Raquan Battle, who's been a star all year, but also Caleb Fuller, who had his best game as a Bobcat, a transfer from UC Davis, who came off, uh, came rose up, I should say, he's been in the starting lineup, but he rose up and scored 18 points last night, so that was big, and that sets up a big one for the Cats at Sac, because Sac's coming off this win over Montana, Sac's five and three in the league, the Cats are seven and two, uh, so big one in Sacramento tomorrow night. Then the Bobcat women. Uh, they The Bobcat women have such a championship culture because the Bobcat women have only looked really good like three times in nine conference games. One of them was last <laughs> Saturday in Missoula, but they're 7-2, and two, and that's what happens when you have one of the greatest point guards in the history of the league in Darian White and a Montana girl in Cola Badbear who's playing her uh, last season of basketball. So uh, the, the, the Montana State women, they don't have to play well to win, and that's why they're the defending champions uh, of the Big Sky Conference. We'll talk more about the Grizz men as part of our Big Sky Spotlight, Rajim Seabrook with me, Coulter Nuanas, here on your Friday Grizz Men's Hoops Talk. Right after this, keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team While I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit Skyline Sports. MT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. Skyline SportsMT.com. Every day, every season.
1: This is New Now. I'm on 102.9
2: ESPN Radio Missoula. You know DJ Raj is in the house. We're playing uh, some Black Star. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. Happy Friday. Last
1: one of the month. That is the last one of the month. That's right. The 12th of the year is already over, folks. That's crazy. Only like 300 and something more days to Christmas. Yeah! <laughs>
2: I want the countdown more like to, uh, I don't know.
1: First day of spring, maybe? Yeah, sure. Yes, please.
2: Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. A pay I've been, raise. I've been frustrated all day because they said winter storm warning coming, and it's just been raining Buckets. all day. It's so dumb. Like... I'm here for it. If it's going to be so cold and snowy, that's great. Give me that. Drizzling rain and 38 degrees is awful. It's awful. I almost, I almost kicked the bucket today as I was walking to my car because the walk was so slick. Unbelievable. Uh, let's dive in to our Big Sky Spotlight. It's presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Dave is a seasoned litigator with more than a decade worth of experience uh, throughout Western Montana. He specializes in criminal defense, but also is an expert when it comes to personal injury, particularly fighting insurance companies. To find out how Maldonado Law can help you, visit BigSkyDefender.com. It's funny because the way that things ebb and flow, the University of Montana has had some pretty impressive prestige in all three of its quote-unquote revenue sports. The girls' football team has been great uh, for the better part of 30 years. The women's basketball team has been phenomenal ever since Robin Selvig took over back in 1978. But in terms of consistent success, no matter who the coach is, the men's basketball program at the University of Montana has one of the storied histories of any program in the Big Sky Conference. You talk about Judd Heathcote here in the 1970s and the coaching tree he was able to establish it also includes Jim Brandenburg and Mike Montgomery, Stu Morrill and Blaine Taylor, Don Holst and Larry Kristoviak, Wayne Tinkle, and now Travis Dekir. All those guys are uh, part of the same coaching tree. They run similar systems. They all come from the same mentors. Uh, and the vast majority of them, including Coach Dekir, who's the current coach at Montana, are alums of the University of Montana as well. It's one of the richest coaching trees uh, in in small school or any college basketball program in the country. If you want to learn more about it, you should definitely check out our Grizz Greats, The Coaching Tree podcast series. It's my favorite uh, conglomeration of content I've ever been a part of. And uh, it's just interviews with all those guys I just named talking about the history of Grizz Hoops. And it's uh, it's an awesome uh, walk down memory lane and an awesome history lesson. That's all to say, I've lived in Missoula on and off since 1993 the Grizz after their loss last night to Sac State are 3 and 6 in Big Sky Conference play. This is the worst start that I can remember the Grizz having and then I checked the statistics. This is their second it, worst, worst start, start of the last 30 years. It's uncharted territory. And you know early you you're hearing from coach Takir and the staff, we can't close games. We're we're having a hard time closing games. And they did lose four of these conference games by a single possession. But then I also look and you look at this the history of, of this team under Coach Takir, that's Travis Takir's style. He wants to play a hard-nosed, defensive-oriented style. He's going to get you to the last four minutes, and then you got to go take it. The player's got to go take it. And so it falls on deaf ears to me when you're talking about how we can't finish games because why can't you finish games? You had guys that could finish games, for a five year span, and you went 85 and 27 in Big Sky Conference play, and you won the league twice, went to the NCAA tournament twice. You're played on Championship Saturday pretty much every single year. And now, these last three years, it's not just a this year problem. You're talking about since the world shut down because of COVID, the Grizz Benz basketball team is 21 and 23 in Big Sky Conference play, and they're five games under 500 overall. That's not a part of the formula at Montana. The formula at Montana has a 21-season and Big Sky Conference contention, if not Big Sky Conference banners. I have a whole bunch of reasons of why this thing has fallen uh, off and and has been a little bit uh, lackluster and now um, approaching big-time lackluster. But what do you think? I mean, just the sort of... Uh, mediocrity that's been the, the the uh the trademark of grizz basketball these last three years
1: i think the word mediocrity is great Coulter, and and i don't think it's a slight it is what it is you know not an optimist not a not a not a pessimist that's just the real a- reality I, I You are be what real... your record is right are, yeah. i mean
2: 44 game sample size is not a small sample size no that's, that's multiple seasons worth of games
1: absolutely and and also like what you said with the equation so as we know with equations we have factors we have quotients and all those things and when i look at the what what has transpired and I'll use your three year window Coulter. over the three years we've had COVID, we've had kids come and go, but the one thing that's remained the same in this situation would then be the cure. Right. And when I look at his style in, in, in how he presents himself towards his players on and off the court press conferences, you've lost your community. Right. I'm, 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 I'm calling it out. Like you, you, you're, it's one thing to lose, but the way in which you lose speaks volumes. Your 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 personnel, your players' body language, the nonverbals—you've lost your team. And 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 guys, like you said, he'll get you there, but you've got to grab it. Those guys aren't even acting like they want to be led by you by 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 this person. So, you know, I I I I sometimes go back to the head that the person who's in charge, because reflection is eternal, and they're playing lackluster. And I got to say, Hey coach, what's the, what's, what's the haps. And, um, you know, I'm, 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 here's a hot seat. I'm putting the cure on it right now. Like I, I look at it like that. Like what's, what's going on? Where's the trickle down theory, you know, a la Reaganomics in this kind of situation. And, and I, and I honestly, as a coach and as a man, and as a person who loves sports, I look at it and I don't know, it looks like the team and the coach are on two different pages in the same book.
2: It's an interesting perception because it's an accurate one, and you know, I, I was startled uh, just going down. I mean, we go down to the campus once a week and do our Grizz interviews with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Coach DeCure, Coach Cobb, and, and uh, a Grizz player every week, and we appreciate the time always, of course. Um, but I asked Coach straight up. I asked Travis uh, on Tuesday. I said. Um, you guys have had a hard time closing out games this year. you got 4-1 possession losses after this loss to Montana State. Mm-hmm. What do you got to do to turn the corner and be able to close these games out? And he, he's like, well, I think that we closed the game out on Saturday. He said, I thought that wasn't a foul against Raquan Battle. And I just think that in itself is a nutshell of not only Grizz basketball, but the University of Montana right now. Because I understand that inf- uh, officiating can influence games, certainly.
1: It mm-hmm. can. But so does good play and good coaching.
2: If – A game comes down to a single call, you lost the game. Period. If you lost the game for one singular moment, whether it's an officiating call or otherwise, you already lost the game. Right. The Raekwon battle foul into the three free throws with 39 seconds to play, took a two-point Montana lead and turned it into a one-point Montana state lead. That's fine. But how about when Deshaun Thomas hit the three against the Cats, and then the Grizz give up and ones to Darius Brown on two consecutive possessions? That's part of what lost you the game, too. I mean, and that's the thing, too. In a basketball game, you're talking about hundreds of possessions, right? Like, want to know what would make that call at the end not matter is if you hit three more threes in the first half or if Josh Bannon got it going offensively or, I mean, there's just so many different factors that go into a game. So I thought it was interesting. know uh, New was Now, USPN Radio, it is our uh, Big Sky Spotlight presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to see how Dave and his team can help you, especially when it comes to fighting those insurance companies. Uh, so your observations are very good and also um, sort of non-tangible, right? You're analyzing the the... The the body language of the team, the way that Travis is talking to the community and also talking to his team, I think they're very astute observations. Let's we'll talk about the tangible things that have also gone into this because I mean, let's be honest, this has been uh, uh, an unbelievable. When you go from a team when 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 they had Ahmad, Rory, and Michael Ogine and Jamara Co. and you're almost and, upsetting uh, Michigan and Bobby Moorhead, and you're winning 26 games back to back years, and you're talking. Out loud about how we think we can turn this into the Gonzaga, the mid-major. We think we can turn this into a team that can win multiple tournament games, and then boom, it falls off a cliff. And now you're not even. I mean, they get over over at the Big Sky tournament since the COVID year canceled everything. Yes, sir. So it's a stark decline. In Truth. the meantime, you've also seen your rival. Rise from stuck in the absolute middle of the league for for eternity. Montana State was like fifth in the league for the history of time, basically, and now they're in co- in contention to win the league for the third year in a row. And then you've also seen and the other part is Weber State slipped too, and so that's that should be the the ultimate opportunity for Montana to rise, to rise up and up. Gra- yes. grab their bra- brass ring, and they haven't. No, instead they've been replaced by the likes of Southern Utah, who's not in the league anymore, uh, and.
1: Eastern Washington. Washington. If
2: Eastern Washington can get it rolling, there's no excuse that you can't get it rolling at Montana. Well, let's talk about the tangible things that have got into this. First of all, I think that it is a very, very complicated and convoluted world in terms of determining if you're going to recruit high school kids, you're going to recruit out of the transfer portal, or you're going to recruit both. Some teams have decided to go all portal. Some teams have decided to go all high school, whatever. That is certainly a delicate balance, no doubt. But... I also wonder what happened to their their ability to evaluate transfers and their ability to hit on transfers because Ahmad Roy is one of the great transfers the Big Sky Conference has ever, seen.
1: Right? Ever.
2: I mean, Donovan Dorsey was a great player uh, as a transfer. Jamara Cole was a great player Ooh, as a transfer. One. Very good one. Um, so they've, they've hit on transfers in the past. In the last couple of years, though, they've gotten burned by transfers. Michael Stedman came in, and he didn't even last the whole season. They right. ran him out of town, or he ran himself out of town, whatever, whatever uh, factors you want to believe in. Tomato, but, tomato. But, I mean, he... Either way, it was not a good fit. It, no. was, it was, it was, you know, uh, baking soda and vinegar. is explosive. They were out. He was out. Uh, Nassim Gaskin comes in. He sits out a year. He's a transfer from Utah. They expect him to be an all-league guy, and he gets in trouble. Uh, it turned out to be a bogus charge that he was charged with, but still it was just, boom, you're in the paper, you're out. See I, I don't disagree with that. Like, uh, the, kid, the kid got a raw deal in terms of the legal process or whatever, but, like, if you're – you just can't put yourself in that situation. Regardless, that burned him as well. He was supposed to be a big piece of what they were going to do. Tony Miller, who came in as a D2 transfer, came to Montana, sat out for a semester, and then dipped and went to Coast Washington State. State. Yeah. That that hurt him as well. And then they've also lost other guys that were supposed to be big-time parts of their program that didn't make it to the end. Carl Nicholas only made it a year. Then he was out. He's been playing in the NCAA tournament for Texas Christian the last couple of years. Timmy Falls is supposed to be one of your guys. That's uh, your ride or die with. He doesn't make it. Nope. And I know that there's a, there's more nuance to all this. Like the Timmy Falls situation, dude didn't go to class. That made Coach Dakir mad. You're not. You can't hold that against Coach Secure. In fact, that's the right decision. If you're not going to go to school, you can't play basketball. That's. I totally agree with that. But all of these factors have culminated then in their roster having a hard time finding continuity. But the thing that is so striking to me. Is that they want to play this very definitive style and the style has been defined for nine seasons. And it's gonna get you he wants to get you the last four minutes and he wants to grind you down defensively, and then they're just gonna beat you in those last four minutes. But they don't have the guys to do that anymore. And I wanna know why. I wanna know where what happened, what happened to the Saeed Pridgets of the world. Why don't they have a guy like that? That's the other thing that is so confusing to me. Coach Secure is an in your face, yell at you and get you inspired type coach. The guys he's got on the team right now, they don't respond to that. They fold. But that's on the coaching staff to recruit guys with that sort of personality. That's the disconnect to me is they used to have dogs that loved Cho- Coach Takir barking
1: at them. Now they don't. Well, let's zoom out of that for a second, right? COVID has been a huge factor in every fabric of, of society. Truth. And I don't care if you're from South Bend, Truth. Uh, 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 Salmon Lake, or Sri Lanka. You were <laughs> impacted, right? Yep. And with that being said, some of these cats that were in high school at the time or in their younger formative years did not have the ability to socially develop to Take a coach like to cure. You had three years where some of these kids weren't even in a classroom or under a gym. They may have had trainers. Sure. They may have been working out, but they weren't coached, right, because yeah. of COVID. I'm, I'm seeing that. Totally. Um, 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 Sentinel High School is a direct result. I think part of our woes with basketball and, and our dip in football, the senior class— was the, was the first generation of kids to enter high school during that COVID pandemic. Yeah. Like, let's do the math, ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages. Zoom out. So our athletes, our children, our society had some arrested development for three years. And now we're starting to see more of the negative impacts of that. Like, kids are struggling in school. They're struggling academically. Sure. They're struggling socially because sure. for two and a half years, depending on where you lived, a year and a half at a minimum, your development... Was thwarted due to a virus or a pandemic, rather. Totally. So when I look at some of the ages of some of these guys or when the transfers happened... They, they weren't allowed to matriculate. They weren't allowed to, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way, assimilate culturally to the campuses that they were on, let alone their coaching staff. So not to defend or to dissuade or to minimize, sure. but I just want to throw that out there for um, a perspective changer.
2: No, 100%. The, the, my biggest pushback on that would be that everybody went through that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess the, the the two pieces of analysis for the Grizzman's basketball program are the teams that are 200 miles to the east and 200 miles to the west. Fair enough. Eastern Washington and Montana State are the two best teams in the league right now. Uh, Eastern Washington, when they were came in here, they were licking their chops. They were the tougher team by a um, by, um, uh, mile. Oh my
1: gosh! It was I, like watching a high school team play a college um, team. Angelo
2: Allegro uh, Allegri was just sneering, being like, "Yeah, you got this little boy guarding me. I'm a man. I'm gonna just take this kid to the hoop all day long." Like. Danny Sprinkle is tough minded. He's got his dudes rolling at Montana State. Like Jabril Bello messes around. He's getting best, he's getting screamed at. He's coming back in, he's dunking. Yep. Like so that's the part that's the disconnect, right? Is I, I just don't know, like I I am pretty sure that they when they were recruiting Said Pridgett, for example, or Ahmad Rory, for example. Right it was a a personality evaluation as much as a talent evaluation. Mm. Like they wanted side, like Saeed Bridget's old man. used to come to all the, he used to come to games all the time. He's so much like Travis. He'd be yelling at Saeed and yo, let's go, whatever. And like, you're like, okay, I know why Saeed responds so well to Travis. He's been getting coached like this his whole life. So then why is there not that same tougher guy? I I totally understand your analysis is spot on in terms of why young people in this day and age are, are sort of like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just don't understand what where the missing link is for the Grizz. It's it's very interesting.
1: Mm, I also think the 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 culture of the modern day athlete is changing. Like they don't respond to being yelled at. No, that's anymore. that's true
2: too. That's like, true the, too. That's the, true the, too.
1: Like the ability to um, I use this term probably 20 minutes ago at the top of the broadcast. Meeting people where they're at. Yeah, right. Like. When I coach my teams, I coach my team as a team, but I also individually coach each that's player right. to that's who right. they are that's as right. a human, not necessarily the athlete. And sometimes not having that connective tissue or, or the ability or sometimes the willingness to do that, is this difference between a good coach and a great coach.
2: Absolutely, 100% agree, and I think that that's uh, 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 something that's facing Grizz Athletics across the board mm-hmm. is uh, moving into the new age in terms of being able to – connect it, you can't hate the player you, you got to hate the game but you can't hate the game anymore either
1: right like right. It,
2: the trends of society are so much bigger than any individual and there's nothing you can do to slow them truth it doesn't matter if you're a head coach and you think young people now are distracted and undedicated and unloyal and soft it doesn't matter if you think that even if you're 100% right thinking that is
1: and and hating it and not embracing it is wasting your time that's a fool's welcome to the fool's quest. That's right. Yeah, and I and I like what you said that that that's what the older people think, but then there's the reverse osmosis mirror lens of that. Right. You were old, you were disconnected, you were disenfranchised. Go sit on it. You know what I mean? Like right. there's you got to get up for the downstroke on that and um and I I'm seeing that sway in coaching, man. You have to be more more um an athletic parent backslash therapist now than 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 the than a coach because that's what the kid that's what they need. So meet them where they need to be met.
2: I think that uh, there's a lot of things that are ailing the Grizz basketball program right now. I still think they do have among the best tradition of anybody in the league. They still have certainly the best home court advantage of anybody in the league. And even with all of uh, the criticisms we just bestowed upon them, they still have a few guys that can be some of the better players in the league. Oh, absolutely. I mean, to me, for them to write this ship, it just comes down. I mean, that's why basketball. It- Coaching is so big in basketball, but also the players can have so much control in basketball as well. Like if the Grizz truly want to write the ship, forget every single possible thing we just said. If Josh Bannon goes plays like a league MVP and Brandon Whitney plays like a whole league point guard and Deshaun Thomas and Arnon Moody and Lana Martin hit threes, the Grizz are pretty good. And they're going to have a chance against anybody. They just got to figure that part out. And just no matter what is happening in terms of the logistics, the circumstances, the foul calls, whatever it might be, just go win the game. You got to be able to go finish the game. More than anything, though, it's not even just about the winning. You just got to not score six points in the last 16 and a half minutes on the oh road.
1: boy. <laughs>
2: I'll leave you with this. I thought Andrew Houghton had a great line. He said, Truly, you could shoot half court shots for 16 and a half minutes of game time, and you would likely score at least six points. That's the exact thing that the Grizz did yesterday for they weren't shooting half-court shots. They only scored sixteen or six points in the last 16 and a half minutes. If
1: I wheeled Stevie Wonder out there and told him <laughs> to hug shots up, he scored more than six points in that 12-minute span. Ray Charles and Helen Keller, too.
2: Gotta love it. Grizz hockey back in action tonight. They uh, got their game last night called off, but they're back in action tonight in Wilson, North Dakota. You want to watch the action? You can find it. At Buffalo Wild Wings Buffalo Wild Wings right across the street from us here at uh, Missoula Broadcasting Company you can also find all the action on the ESPN MT app but they uh, have it on there on the big screen so go enjoy some beer uh, some wings and uh, check out the return uh, of Grizz hockey from the road some of the best of the best in high school sports from around the Garden City we'll do that next here, right here New is now at ESPN radio.
1: One, two, three. Is now on ESPN
2: Radio. Welcome back. Nuatas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Rajim Seabrook in studio. What up? With me, Coulter Nuwadis. Wanted to highlight some of the best of the best from around the Garden City. but well, we're up against it, so we're going to do that in just a little bit. But a couple things for you. First of all, how about some wings? We got a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you.
1: That you want to give to me, folks. (laughs)
2: 406-888-1029. Caller number four. Call right now. We'll get you all hooked up. Basket of wings, best wings in Missoula from the Despo. It's right there across the street from the YMCA uh, on Russell Street here in Missoula. Call right now. Caller number four. 406-888-1029. 888-1029. Call right now. Usually wing it Wednesday, it's a wing it Friday, presented by the Despo. Uh, call us right now, and we'll get you hooked up. Also, uh, supposed to be a bunch of snow this weekend. Mm-hmm. How about you go check out Lost Trail next Monday? Epic Mondays. you can get half-price lift tickets every Monday through the end of February. you also get a dollar off draft beers and a dollar off kombuchas. Go check out Lost Trail. Uh, some of the best snow in the state always. Visit LostTrail.com or... Uh, just keep on listening here. You can also listen on the Trail 103.3. They have free lift tickets to the Lost mm-hmm. Trail uh, every now every now and then. Lost Trail. Go for the snow. Hour one the Bucks, hour two, coming at you. We'll do uh, some Garden City hoops plus NFL betting lines and Championship Sunday commentary. That's next. Keep it right here. The one is now ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delanz of the Advocates You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.